Previously on the Galactica Quorum. Kane, she's just messed up, and they never explained yeah. why she was so messed up. The DVD for Razor. It's going to be extended, unrated edition, containing deleted scenes. What kind of unrated stuff could they possibly have put in? Why can't she put on a mask and, like, really be, like, the stereotypical hero? Does the blood heal him and then, like... I mean, that blood is kind of permanently in him now, isn't it? It's not going to expire. And what does that mean? I mean, I think you get into medical things later, but... (laughs) One long drawn out speech. Well, that wraps it up. I don't have to watch season four. (laughs) She's the admiral. So I don't give a damn. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode number 31. We are a show about Battlestar Galactica. I am Brian, and joining me today, Jason, Michelle, and Dimitri. Is anyone seen Cubby and Susan? Mickey Mouse Club? We have a website, it's galacticaquorum.com, an email, it's gquorum at gmail.com, G-Q-U-O-R-U-M, and a voicemail, 206-350-6756. So lots of means for you to contact us, leave us a voicemail message, send us an email, or visit our forums on the website. Speaking of voicemails, we have a couple to play for you first off, so let's get to one of those. Hey everybody, this is uh, CC in Boston. Uh, you guys are great. The uh, last few podcasts with the Razor Webstones have been fantastic. Jones is for some actual meat and potatoes here every week, but uh, I'll take what I can get. And I actually, with the holiday, I can't believe this. I've been waiting for so long. I did not see all of the Razor. Uh, I saw bits and pieces, and by the time I uh, drove myself back to my own house i caught some of the replay at whatever it was like one in the morning just because i had to but i'm trying to find uh if you guys know where i can catch it again besides buying the damn dvd you know any ideas i have comcast and i don't i don't see it coming on demand or any of that stuff but uh but that's not the only reason i'm calling one thing i did pick up on and i'm curious what you guys say i haven't listened to your razor podcast yet uh, just because I, uh, trying to not learn everything that I missed. But, um, I kind of felt that Kendra Shaw giving the code to Gina and Kane being basically a facilitator to Gina, uh, access to everyone on the ship related to her sexual exploits with her. Does that not justify Baltar? Does that not pretty much set Baltar free? Because in this case, it's two people that did it. Kane was sleeping with Gina. And uh, there's the sex part, and information part was uh, Kendra Shaw. Well, Kane, too, which is the but Shaw gave her the code. You know, if Baltar unwittingly did the same thing with Six, is, is he any different from those two? And are those two chastised or uh, taken to trial and all that jazz? I don't know. I just, I thought it was brilliant because I, I, I've always wondered where they're going to go with Baltar. They keep going back and forth. He's a bad guy. He's a, a victim good guy. It's interesting. You know, I can't even imagine how they're going to end with him. I guess that's it. I look forward to uh, finding Razor somewhere, and if somebody knows where I can watch the episode, please mention it in the podcast. Because I'll break down and I'll listen to you guys soon enough. So, that's it. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. See ya. 
As far as Finding Razor goes, I don't see them repeating it too much because they want to sell the DVD now. That was a beef I heard from a couple people that they missed it the first time and then it was just gone. There's obviously means out there if you want to go find it. Probably the best thing is to Netflix it or something like that, wouldn't you say? I agree. I don't think you can get it from iTunes or whatever that new... No, you can't NBC. do that anymore. Yeah, because that's gone You can't now. get anything from iTunes anymore. But isn't there like another one like Hulu.com or something? What? There's like a new NBC spinoff called Hulu.com. There is, and that's where you have to find it because they took all their stuff off of iTunes to push people to their own version of it. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to put Razor up there. They may put like some of the the episodes, like season episodes, but I don't think they're going to put the whole movie up there because they really want to sell the DVD. I just well, don't right. see it They're, they're going to give it a couple months, then they'll put it on the line. So if you want to see it immediately, you might have to just, yeah, Netflix it, run it, suck it up and buy it, steal somebody's TiVo who has it. As for the other question, I don't think Balthar is completely off the hook. I think Gina's role was to disable the shipyards, and that was the extent of her participation. Baltar gave up the whole defense mainframe and everything that was defending the colonies. That was really key piece of intel that they got from him. So I think he's still the one who bears the burden of being the one that gave away the most information. Just because you gave away the most doesn't make you less of a villain, right? I mean, there aren't levels. Bal- of, I mean, yeah. Baltar. Let's say Baltar takes a gun and shoots a hundred people. Doesn't mean that and Kane shoots two people. Doesn't make her any less evil, does it? Well, here's the other thing, though, is that Kane was the admiral, and even if the question came up about her giving away secrets to Gina, because she was the admiral and basically the head of the military, I really... She should know better. Well, no, I don't think they would have taken her to trial. Court-martial? Of course they would. Yeah, they would She's the admiral. So I don't give a damn. She she has It doesn't matter if she's the admiral. If you break the the law, you go to... The way that she did everything, when she was alive and they hooked back up with Galactica, she was the say-so. Right. Well, okay. Maybe you're know, talking about in the current setup. Adama had no say. She overruled him on everything. He had no say. And she obviously didn't respect civilian rule. We right. saw that. But yes, we're talking but, in an ideal, a, in an ideal, like back on the planet, she would have been court martialed. Yes, she would have yes, been. But on a level of treason, yes, treason committed by a member of the military is pretty damn bad. Well, yeah. But I mean, I'm that, saying that was, with the way that the situation was, if she had lived. She would have been like, you know what, screw you all. She could have said screw you all, but if it all came to light that she capped her XO and she did this to the civilians, I mean, I guess some of that did come out in the series, but if it, I guess, you know, you're right, right? Because Don was talking to Lee and he's saying, well... She didn't make any tactical she, errors. She, she didn't make any tactical errors. It was okay. It's war, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So maybe, maybe Michelle's right. Nothing would have happened to her. But I don't think they knew... I didn't, they didn't know the extent they of it. They didn't know the but. extent of it. They're talking purely about from the standpoint of the military tactics. The Gox people were not aware of her acts. He was aware of, of her shooting her XO and aware of some of the other things that she did. I don't even he think was, she... He was aware of the, of the civilian thing, too. Yes, but I don't think... Isn't he, that enough? No, no, well, I, I think, understand, but I don't think he was aware of the Gina's Gina connection. Role. Yeah, yeah, giving up the colonies. Like maybe they, they said we have a Cylon agent on board, but they didn't perhaps divulge that, oh, and by the way kind of my fault that she did what she did. I don't even think Kane was aware that she gave Gina this access. Well, she could put the pieces together as soon no, as she She was aware as was soon exposed. as she, she found out that but she, she was never a wanted Cylon. to admit to it. She would never admit to it. Well, of course she admitted to it when she went to that uh, to the holding cell and told the interrogator, you know, make it hurt. No, I don't think that's why she... No, she said that. that because she felt personally betrayed. Yes. Yeah. I think it was both. 
Well, you know what? Even if she did it's it, both. I, I could see it being in her mind, she didn't do anything except get hurt personally. She didn't do anything that Wrong. would be deemed yeah. bad in a military tribunal or in a court of law. I agree. She felt it purely on a personal level because by that time, her she had snapped so bad that whatever she did as admiral was rule of law. Right. Very bushy. Okay, let's go to our second voicemail. Hey, my name is Byrne. I'm a first-time uh, listener, but I did want to uh, respond to how we know Starbuck is not a Cylon. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, the original series, which I can't call myself a fan, but I am familiar, there was one episode in which Starbuck was actually uh, rescued just before death in a Viper accident by supernatural beings of some kind. They were uh, a multidimensional beings that had a non-interference policy for humans uh, and Cylons. So if you believe that this telling of the Battlestar Galactica series is honoring in some way the previous telling of the series, which so far it has, then uh, then I maintain that uh, that's exactly what is happening this time around. That's all. Thanks. Great podcast, guys. I'm confused. I remember when Apollo was rescued by the Lightning. I'm pretty sure it did happen to Starbuck, too, but I remember Apollo got rescued as well. They it was get, the whole Viper of Light thing. Yeah, they're they, in, like, like, white they, suits. Yeah, they got switched into white flight suits. And... Oh, I do remember white flight suits. Yeah. See, I would dismiss too much of a connection because it would go against the conceit that they have in the show that there's no external aliens or anything like that. This kind of... It's just the Cylons it, and the humans. It's the Cylons and the humans. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be quite that late well, in the connection, but there are a couple of things that make me think that there might be something, not a direct connection, but there's something involved. And one is that... And this is such a stretch, but at the end of the last cliffhanger episode, people freeze-framed a couple screenshots of the space scenes, and they pointed out a couple little star formations that, to them, resembled these ships of light that were in the original. And maybe it was just thrown in there as an homage or, or whatever, but some people claim that that is... Or, you know, it was an accident in the CG room. Exactly. <laughs> or sometimes I think they do that just to mess with people that freeze-frame yeah. shows and try to point that stuff out. Right. I'm not sure how much they've actually tried to tie old show into new show, except mainly from marketing. But the other thing is, we mentioned in a previous podcast that Luciana Caro, who played Kat at a con, told the audience that she had done a scene in the Maelstrom episode that was a cut scene where they had her dressed in a white outfit in a white viper. And she had a scene where she was telling Starbuck that it was okay to, I forget the exact line, but it was something along the lines of, it's okay to, you know, I'm on your six, I got you covered. So that does indicate sort of a connection or an homage, I don't know which. I mean, even is if it, they do that, I still don't think Starbucks is Cylon. Is it possible that the White Lighters are um, the final five? If it is something external that pulled her out. I don't believe it to be an alien. I don't believe it to be whatever. But I still have this conception that it might not be the Cylons or humans per se, but like either a previous generation of them or like the ancestors of this group or the previous cycle. And I'm going to play a clip in a second that's going to probably spark some discussion. Do you have a sentence? I just think it's too late to bring in an entirely new angle on this. Oh, totally. Too late to bring in the Asgard? You couldn't bring it in, introduce it, backstory it, make us care, and solve it in in the amount of episodes they've given themselves to wrap everything up. Talk about getting into a hero's thing. But let's just say, like, the Leoban in the the Maelstrom episode, who was not the Leoban, when she says, you're Leoban, and she says, no, no, I'm not. What's to say that maybe he is not one of these external things? You know, I had that thought, too, that maybe Lee Oban was one of the... Yeah. So the DVD for Razor came out 
I haven't seen it. The only thing that would interest me is knowing whether they answered the question, which they completely flubbed, is what makes Kane so fucked up, and they, which they didn't answer in the aired episode. Do you think they would add that to the DVD just well, to make fans who've already seen it and never want to see it again watch it? Quite possibly. They had an actress that played her as a younger character. Obviously, they shot it. You know, if you got the material, throw it on the disc. The extended, uncut right. director's but cut. But here's something is on YouTube right now that shows a scene from the hybrid that is in the extended version. So I'm going to play that for you now. I think you'll find it enlightening. <clears throat> I know why she's messed up. Because they borrowed some of the writers from Heroes to write this female character. Oh, yeah, that would explain it. This is the hybrid talking. At last, they've come for me. I feel their lives, their destinies spilling out before me. The denial of the one true path that played out on the world, not their own, will end soon enough. Soon there will be four, glorious and awakening, struggling with the knowledge of their true selves, the pain of revelation, bringing new clarity. And in the midst of confusion, you will find her. Enemies brought together by impossible longing. Enemies now joined as one. The way forward. At once unthinkable, yet inevitable. And the fifth, still in shadow, will draw toward the light, hungering for redemption. That will only come in the howl of terrible suffering. I can see them all. The seven. Now six self-described machines who believe themselves without sin. But in time, it is sin that will consume them. They will know enmity, bitterness, the wrenching agony of the one splintering into many. And then they will join the promised land, gathered on the wings of an angel. That was one long, drawn-out speech. Well, that wraps hybrid. it up. I don't have to watch season four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Starbucks is, is the fifth. Starbucks uh, is not the fifth. Mm-mm. When they said the fourth and the something in the I think, sheet. to me, that indicates that Starbucks is <clears throat> not the fifth. I think Kane's the fifth. He said, soon there will be four, glorious awakening, struggling with the knowledge of their true selves. And then he says, in the midst of confusion, you will find her, which Starbucks. And then he says later, and the fifth is still in shadow, clawing toward the light. Hungry for redemption, it will only come on the howls of terrible suffering. I don't think he would have so split it up into So somebody who needs redemption. Kane. Yeah, basically in, well, yeah, basically in Razor, they've pretty much established that Starbucks not a Cylon. Yeah. Which I think is kind of unfair to people that aren't going to get a chance to see it before going into the season. But now, wait a minute, why would you even think it's Kane or Shaw? Because they say, well, as we know... Because they need redemption. As we know, they're one-offs. So if one gets... If they get killed, that's the end we of it. We don't know that the fifth one has to be alive, either. Someone I, can I really die think the fifth one is dead. Needing- I hope it's the person is dead. Yeah, the fifth one can be someone who has died, but if, well, they're, a, Jesus. if, if they're a higher... Stop that. If they're a higher being quote-unquote, higher being Cylon, well, they can have died, but still be seeking redemption. So they could be the aliens in the White Vipers. The White Lighters? <laughs> they could be the White Lighters. Well, if they're in the dark shadows trying to claw their way out, that could be a metaphor for it's clawing your be- way out of hell or something. Yeah. If you need think- redeeming and you're clawing your way out, then you're definitely, you know, in hell and you're trying to 
The other thing that jumps out is he says enemies bound together by impossible longing, enemies now joined as one. Are they going to open up season four where the Cylons and the humans basically join up forces and strike off towards Earth together? I hope not. Against this external force that we keep thinking there may or may not be? I hope not. That would suck. You know, Hollywood has basically (laughs) spent the last two years sucking me into a show for a season and then spending the next two seasons trying to destroy my hope. If they do it with this show too, screw it, I'm going to go back to reading books. (laughs) Well, it sounds like that is the course they're taking. That they're gonna at some point they're gonna hook up and I don't like and join that. Together. I don't like. Remember either. the beginning when the silence were scary. I know. <laughs> I kind of like the good version. I'm telling you, the opening of that miniseries where it was a human-looking Cylon, where she was pretty much just damn awesome evil who died and then was on the planet. You're like, okay, this has my attention. Yeah. And now, yes, we're getting indications that we're just gonna. Okay. Why would they have cut this monologue out? Because it was long and drawn out. I think it's that's not, number that's one. Not good. Do they cut it out because they don't want us to know what's going to happen in the season four, or they cut it out because season four might not run like this guy just spoke? Like, I don't know. Like, How like, can you... Maybe this was never supposed to air, right. and it was never supposed to come out, and it was a mistake that they had before. Maybe when they filmed Razor, they still thought they were going to have more seasons to play out the story, but then they've given only one more season, so they have to cut it because they're like, well, we're going to have to rewrite this malarkey because we don't have time to do that. Well, the thing I always think about is going to the Harry Potter books. There was a documentary about midway through where they had an interview with her that said the first chapter of the first book, she had like 20 different versions of it, and she kept throwing out a bunch because she felt like she was giving away mm-hmm. too much in the first chapter with some of the versions she wrote. So it could be that kind of situation. As you said, it could be one version truly where it's like, don't put that in because you know it sets up a precedent. It, there's that you some, have to follow. Right. Later there's on. there's some reveals there that we don't want to do yet. I mean, they're both plausible explanations because it's a, that's a lot of stuff is being said there. I mean, yeah, that, I think they give sets, away a lot, and well, it gives away a lot or sets up for a lot that you would have to do. Yeah, it would be that would be a huge previously that you didn't right. mostly exactly <laughs> previously. I'm glad. Now they pretty much said this hybrid was kind of a failure, wasn't it? Is it a failure because it sees too much, or is it a failure because it babbles incessantly about? Things that it knows nothing about. And it has to stay in a tub of water. Maybe it's like Nostradamus. It says all these things, and you go back in history and go, hey, this must have been what they're talking about. I wonder if, like you said, the things he babbles, and you can cherry pick what's true. The things he says here are very clairvoyant. Like he says, the four will awaken. and So a lot of what he says actually does come true, the stuff that we know about. So it kind of makes his thing at the end where he says, Starbuck will lead them to their doom. And the aired version, you don't see this thing where he says all this stuff, and most of it turns out to be true. Maybe you might be thinking, "All right, is he really all there? Does he? What is he, is he saying? Is it completely true? Is there like half truth to it?" Because this makes it sound like everything he says is gospel, and that's the way it's going to be. That would be damn cool, though. I think it would be neat if the show ended with the humans losing. It's very un Hollywood, but that would be different, wouldn't it? Because there always, there's always like one left. I mean, there's a movie coming out with Will Smith, and he's one left. You know? Yeah, but I, I think. But that it'd, be, would, it'd be Wouldn't it be neat if maybe not even an unquestioned "this is the end," but even just a little open-ended, like, "Wow, they're really effed." Yeah, that would be cool. Then we'll go back to Capricorn. 
No. And start all no the new the next. Yeah, one. but no, I don't want to. I want to see the because early the Adama person. Chronicles where he was a young Viper pilot. I want to see more of that. That was cool. Especially you know what? Actually, instead of going to Caprica, I love it. Maybe with Michelle, but I'm really not interested in in this humongous flashback. But it'd be interesting to have a show where it's the Cylons are a forefront, and it's from their point of view, and it shows how they're the good guys and the humans are evil. That would be an interesting twist. Right. How they were able to... You mean an episode or a series? No, a whole series. Just how are they able to go... I mean, really, how are the Cylons able to go from the original... to a humanoid? I mean, there had to be some intervention by somebody. Who made that? Those guys, you know, by your command, those guys are not smart enough to come up with a, a Cylon clone type human. Where did they come from? That was never answered. I mean, were there humans in on it? it like, Whopper. Huh? The Whopper from the uh, War Games movie. That's what, what it was. Like to play a game. Yeah, a big mainframe. You know what I mean? Like that, Skynet. We, we talk to you about this all the time, but no one's ever answered that. Like where they actually came from. And it'd be, I think it'd be a cool twist to make it just opposite. Show the Cylons as how they see themselves as being innocent and trying to, you know, make everything right. And they're just whatever. And the humans are the evil ones. And then halfway through the series, it flip-flops. And they become friends. And then Cylons become bad. And the humans become good. Which is what they're doing in this show. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Even, if, even if it's not a whole series, just a mini-series of... Yeah. Of this, where the silence came from, because I really don't know. I'm ready for a world of many series, because as I said, they, once it gets longer than like five episodes, it gets screwed up by accounting, right, and advertising. So I haven't had a chance to listen to the Ron Moore podcast for Razor, but I did listen to the Writers Meeting podcast that they posted, where they broke down the episode. You get to see a little insight about how they proposed the episode and some of the ideas that they had early on. They detailed. An early scene in Kane's life that marks her, and it's the scene we didn't see, basically, that during the Cylon War, her family is shuttered in their house during an attack, and the Cylons invade, and she has to run for the basement, and her sister gets stuck outside, and she can't go and save her, and then the Cylons come into her house, and she's about to get killed, and the Cylons suddenly just turn around and walk away because the armistice is signed. Michelle, you listen to it, right? I did, and you know what? They were all <laughs> they're all over the place. The place. But, but just to finish this thought, my thought was yeah, that would be pretty traumatic. But you know what? I don't think and, it explains the, it. It doesn't explain it. And in the whole war, I think there's far worse atrocities than that. People so, losing their families, their parents, their sisters. I think that was really weak. If that's gonna, what's going to make her become this crazy person, it had to have been. It couldn't have been just that one event. It had to have been like years of events, right? But as far as the writers' meeting podcast went. I was impressed the way that Ron Moore could, like, on the fly, just do some tweaking and imagining of things. Uh, a lot of the things he just kind of said ended up being what we ended up seeing the final product. Another thing that I thought was when they first pitched this episode, they had so many back and forth flashbacks. They were going to the miniseries. They were going to 33. They were going to the original Pegasus meetup with the Galactic episode. They were just all over the place. I would think they'd have some thought that, you know what, that might not be, from a storytelling perspective, that manageable. <laughs> Obviously, they trimmed it down to what it was, but I would think that they would have saw at the very beginning that that's going to be tough to do. To jump around, how's the audience going to follow that? Especially a movie that, obviously the casual fan's going to watch it, but maybe they're selling it as a movie for just like more general sci-fi people. Another thing that struck me was... Do you know anybody who watched Razor? Maybe we should have guinea pigs. Just find somebody and say, here, watch this movie and then tell me what you think. 
Yeah. Someone who hasn't well, seen Battlestar. Just hasn't seen it at all. Just to see, well, A, do you get it? You know, does it is it standalone, right. or do you feel like you've missed a couple of semesters of study? Well, I'm just wondering if it works as a standalone movie. I don't think it does. I don't think so either. They didn't do enough of the Pegasus reintroduction flashback to understand what was going on. I think, so, yeah, someone coming in might have seen, like, the very beginning where... You know, this happens, that happens, Kane gets shot. But you could be watching it and completely forget that because it happened literally the very few moments of the thing. And you'd be like, towards the end, hey, why don't they go back to this Kane thing? What happened? Where? What happened to that storyline? Yeah. You have to really be paying attention to grasp that. You want to talk about Heroes real fast? What are your impressions of Heroes? I really enjoyed the final episode. I know the whole season has sucked, but I really enjoyed the final episode. What was it? 11 episodes? Maybe 12? The two best episodes of the whole season were two of the last three episodes. So it ended strong. What I can't figure out is, were they good episodes, or were they good because everything else was so bad? It might have been that, that they were good because everything else sucked. I mean, outside of, <laughs> they handled the whole Peter Adam thing great. They handled L. Claire, that whole thing great. And they continued to just have no concept of how to do anything with Maya or the chick from New Orleans. Maya is so stupid. Yeah. She's so stupid. She's so naive. I mean, just because you have an argument with your brother once in a a hotel room doesn't mean that... You sent him away. That was a goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, did she just leave? I don't understand that. Like, he's lying on the floor dead. And the next scene, you see them like... The next city. Did she not wonder where he went? Or yeah, did you know, she just, not question at like, all? They're in the United States, and he doesn't speak English. Yes, he does. He no, reads wait, English. Wait, 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 wait. She doesn't think he speaks English because he's yeah. in the back seat saying, "What is he saying?" She's translating for right. her brother what Siler is saying. So she doesn't even think her brother speaks perfect English, which he does because he was what reading the New York Times or something. Yeah, Mullet but then it, he said, and then he talks to Siler right. in yeah. perfect English. Yeah. So that was just weird. Yeah. That was. Bad. I think the twins were useless. But I think that they would not have felt useless to us as the watchers of the show if they had just started with the wedding when we were talking about that. So it's boom, shows her, and then they go on a run, and then somewhere they meet up with Siler. Maybe they meet up with Siler in that town, and he kills her brother right away and then seduces her, and they go to New York. So they could have done that in one episode or two. I was kept thinking, the last two, why did it take so long just to get to this? They wasted two or seven or eight episodes. Just to be killed by... Siler in a hotel? Uh, well, the virus storyline didn't start until like episode seven or eight, and then it was wrapped up poof like that. Uh, what were they doing for. And, and, and does anybody think it's bad that Siler has already killed two Hispanics in the floor with a nuclear bomb painting is? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That and I was looking what? at the last episode again, following our women in the show thing, and it's like, what's the New Orleans chick's name? Yeah. That's, that's like how bad she, was, she is. I can't even remember. Was it Monica? Or Brandy or something. <laughs> Monica. I don't know, one of those Whatever. singers. I think it's Monica. Think it's Monica, okay. She, again, had to be rescued and... Yeah, they spend all this time introducing her powers, and then she never uses them except to get captured. But yet, she gets rescued by someone who doesn't have powers. Yeah. Not only that, but she, she says... She's not get, would she get rescued? I thought she was... Yes, yeah, Nikki went Nikki, in Nikki and Nikki rescued her. Regular strength Nikki. What cracks me up is that... See, I, f- I apologize. My thing cut off, so I, I didn't get to see a lot of When... Micah says to her, oh, they stole my stuff. She's like, oh, well, let's go back and get it. I know where these kids live. They're not kids. They yeah, they're older than they're she like, is. They're older. They're gangsters. They're going to kill you. She doesn't know how to use her powers, but yet she goes running in there 
the only thing she knew how to do was the thing where you jump on the buildings. Now I can't remember the name Parkour. of the port. Thank you. Well, I don't get her. They, she they was start, useless, they, too. They start something, and they don't finish it like that, right? She beats up the guy at the McDonald's, and then she parkours up the building. But then these guys come in. She should have just beat them up and run, you know? What? You could do all the parkour to get in the building, but you couldn't do it to get out the back door while they were coming in the front door? She's probably seen a lot of TV in the last couple weeks when we haven't seen her or absorbed some other stuff. She couldn't have, like, used any of that while she's just she sitting there. Hid. Apparently, she watches a lot of horror movies where the girl just twists her ankle <laughs> and has to be rescued. Apparently, that's how she used her power. And then she's tied up and she doesn't untie herself. Come on. You have to at least be able to untie yourself. Or if you're going to pull out the electronic device that, for some reason, the thugs didn't think to look for, could you not pull it out while they're sitting there right in front of you? <laughs> Honest to God, you got to work to be that dumb. It's, it doesn't come naturally. Not that we're bashing the show or anything. And I well, wish they had, we mentioned, or I think I might have brought up that it would be cool if they had one character who, who did a stereotyped sort of superhero, adopted a superhero persona. Identity. With a costume. Yeah. Yeah, but it and wasn't she did cool. It for, yeah, but it wasn't cool the way they did it with her. She's like, all right, so I'm going to flip up my hoodie. And, here, and that was it. It was so lame. It was lame. <laughs> and the other thing we brought up on one of our previous shows was, the issue about they injected Nathan with the blood and it healed him, and we're like, well, doesn't that make him yeah. pretty much immune now to everything? Because he wasn't shot in the head. He'll wake up on the first episode of the next season after the autopsy. He'll be in the morgue. He'll pull out the bullets because he can't heal with the bullets in him. So they'll pull out the bullets after the autopsy. He'll be in the ice box and he'll wake up. Were you kind of wondering if Mama Petrelli was going to say something like, Adam's actually your father? I really wish they would. Or something like well, that. That would be awesome. Because yeah. uh, it makes a little bit of sense. And you know what? This is really weird. We're talking about cells and this and that. But really, if you are immortal like Adam is and none of your cells die, if you have sex with Oh, a no. Woman, We're not going on this route, are uh, we? You have to because they've opened <laughs> up this Pandora's box. You will get them pregnant because... Your don't bounce around forever. <laughs> exactly, the pinballs will be going around there until something happens. Don't know. Anyway, she'll be getting pregnant every eleven months. Super yeah. sperm. Yeah. Super sperm. Yeah. Is that like? Is that why you know, like Superman won't have sex with his girlfriend because you know. No, he's just afraid of breaking her. Well, speaking of having all the time in the world, that's the thing that bugged me when Hero and Peter face off. It was the cliffhanger of the last episode. In this episode, they're like. You can't do this. Yes, I will. And they start going. I'm like, wait, wait, time out. Literally, time out. You have all the time to say, look, dude, this is what's going on. Yeah. Not, uh, I'm going to stop you right now and rush toward him. Right. There's no rush. There's no rush. Stop time. Exactly. Yeah, but no, because Peter has the same power. No, no. What he's saying is, no, I understand that. What Brian is saying is that when they're in the hallway at the paper company. They don't have to be yelling at each other and talking really fast trying to get something but done. But here's the thing. Peter wants to get it done. So Peter has the same power as Hero. So Peter can go ahead and turn the time right back on. But what on. I'm saying is... There's no reason for them not to say Hero could have said, hey, listen, let's stop time. Nothing is going to happen. <laughs> the, the the virus is not going to go off because we've stopped time together. But this is Peter let's we're talking talk about. Let's talk about this. This is Peter we're talking about. Of course, that's what Peter... I just, I'm just I, saying that's what Brian is saying. Peter's, I know. Peter's starting to talk more and more like Neo, girl, Neo girl. from the Matrix. He's Peter's more more like, ooh, ooh. No? <laughs> you mean oh. AI? You yeah. mean AI? Well, oh. plus I wish here oh, would have My girlfriend is in the future, and I, I've got to go get her. 
That's pretty good. I just wish Hero... Okay, A, yeah, back to that point, what did that actress do to piss everybody off? Because, boy, they just left her hanging. Yeah. B, why didn't Hero just kind of look at Peter and say, gee, if you don't believe anyone, maybe you should read Adam's mind and see what he's really thinking. And C... I just think I'm or totally let's, let's time travel to this other place where I can show you evidence. Like right now. And they do it and they come back. I think Peter is just so no. trusting that he didn't well, think to do that. Peter doesn't think to do a lot of things, by the way. True. Petrelli is <laughs> obviously the brains behind the operation. But the whole ending, like the beginning of the next chapter, gee, Siler's got his power back. Gee, that would be a really cool villain, wouldn't it? Oh, we tried that and we so effed it up. Maybe they're trying to give themselves a second chance. They're going to redeem themselves with it, yeah. I think Adam, I think, I think Peter she was saying this uh, when we went to get lunch today, Siler should take Molly, find out where this Adam guy is, go to Japan, dig him up, and a team. Double team. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm James Brown, bitch. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think if you want to set it up, you could make Peter the next Adam. Totally Adam's not be, gone. Adam's totally going to yeah, go back. No, I'm saying Peter could totally be heading down the path oh, well, yeah. of the dark side. Well, he's, he's actually, he's like, he's, 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 he's like Anakin Skywalker, right? He's so naive. He and is stupid, Anakin. And he, he just gets so manipulated into doing bad things, thinking yeah. that he's doing good things, he's just, just like Anakin was. He's like warm Plato. He's so pliable. Were you somewhat annoyed as I was how Adam's nefarious plans didn't seem to mesh before? Like we, we were saying, oh, this is a big grudge he has for Hero, all this stuff about the girl, but... Towards the end, it sounded like he was like he had this sort of biblical idea about how humanity has to die. Didn't match at all, like with the original. Four hundred years to yeah, but it switched places like in mid episode somewhere. It was like suddenly he went from vengeful guy to this guy who was like suddenly humanity's got to die, and the best way to do it is a scorched earth policy. It was very alias. That, that whole thing. It was very, you know, oh, I'm so against the CIA, but I'm going to do this whole world domination thing. Okay, Jason has to leave. We're just going to bring up one more quickie element, but thank what? you for joining us. What are you bringing I was going to, our final nail in the coffin for Brian Coleman. Kill it off my TiVo. <laughs> it is. I took it off the uh, season pass. It's done. Well, you don't have to worry about it anymore because they're out of episodes with Bionic Woman, and their last episode had their lowest ratings yet. So Figures. They are pretty much it was bad. cooked. And I didn't watch the last episode, all of it. I watched some of the beginning just out of morbid curiosity. What was the last episode? They're mourning Antonio. And they're in a, oh, this first yeah. scene is like they're drinking to him. Oh, it was and bad. And goes, just out of the blue. She's like, <laughs> I slept with him I once. I slept with him once. <laughs> it was amazing. And everyone looks at her like, what? And all of America looks at each other and goes, What? <laughs> I thought just, she was a lesbian. It was just so, like, what? It was why? a bad episode. And then Jonas is telling Jamie, oh, you got to take it easy. This is hitting you too hard. He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. So she goes on a mission to catch some dreadlocked-haired guy on a motorbike. And the motor guy is going, <laughs> he's, he's chasing him around. And she's in a parking garage, and he whips out a gun, and it empties the clip at her. And she goes and hides behind a car. He goes and takes off again, and she catches up with him, and she... Stomps the bike, he falls down, and she's like, oh yeah, take this and take that. And she starts, you know, slamming against the wall. And Jonas is like, oh, this Antonio thing really has you down. You really need to take some time off. Maybe she's upset because the guy just tried to kill her with a fucking machine gun. <laughs> uh, forget the fact, you know, I would be a little bit like, oh my God. I mean, if one of those things like hit me in the, in the noggin, I would be dead. No anthropites are going to be able to fix that. I'm not Claire. I can't just come out from that. So I don't watch the show anymore, but... 
for the, sh- the amount of show that I watched, her relationship with Antonio wasn't something no. that yeah. you would necessarily yeah. mourn yeah. or be upset about. <laughs> I mean, they disagreed a lot. He pulled a gun on her several times. They Here's had- my thing. She was all <clears throat> upset about Antonio, but she wasn't this upset when her boyfriend died. And she was mopey for a little bit, but it wasn't like, ooh. Mm-hmm. They didn't really care so much about that. What would be nice if they just stopped the show, put it in a box for like three of our actual years, get a new writing staff and start over. And a new actress. Just start over. New actors, new actresses, everything. And clean it up a little bit. Listen to our podcast. Take some notes. <laughs> Just like Jason, I stopped recording it a long time ago and I deleted all the well saved ones that I had. Like I mentioned, it's gone. They're out of episodes and there's probably not going to be any more. It had uh, potential, but sorry, you screwed it up. On the good side, however, when and if the writer's strike is over, Chuck and Life have been picked up for full seasons. Yes. Life hadn't been getting the best of ratings. That's a good show. But it has been picked up. And Chuck has as well. Journeyman, not looking as good. No. How about that Pushing Daisies? I stopped watching that too just because Pushing Daisies is like a Saturday afternoon watch. It's not an after work, after dinner watch. That thing is too heavy. Pushing Daisies has been doing okay. I think Pushing Daisies would be a great book or a series of books. Ooh, that's a good idea. Because the way it's written, you've seen it, right? There's a lot of voiceover. By Jim Dale. I love Jim Dale. That much voiceover would work well in a... And then they could get Jim Dale to do the audiobook. <laughs> blonde moment. You guys didn't see it, but it was a blonde moment. <laughs> okay, so I guess that wraps up this show. Thank you for joining us. Our email address is gquorum at gmail.com, and our website is galacticacorum.com. Please call into our voicemail, 206-350-6756. Let us know what you think about Battlestar or any of the other shows. And so until next time, take it easy. Bye-bye. So say we all. I love the, doing a podcast dur- with men. During the day, uh, a calm, conservative, <laughs> uh, graphic designer by night, a podcast hooker. Oh Are we talking about Dimitri or Michelle? <coughs> Both. The podcast hooker? That's me. Okay. <laughs>